Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hey, how to be fine listeners. It's me, Kristen. What you're about to hear is an episode of my newest show, The Daily Fail, which just launched in May. In each episode of The Daily Fail, my friend Maura and I read the dumbest stories in the world's worst daily tabloid, which shall not be named. From dangerously stupid weight loss stories to misogynistic celebrity profiles to flat out racist hot takes on Meghan Markle. As with all my shows, The Daily Fail punches up and laughs hard. We laugh so hard in each episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to The Daily Fail wherever you get your favorite shows. And now, here's The Daily Fail. Hello and welcome to The Daily Fail, a weekly podcast about the world's worst daily paper. I'm journalist Maura Curry. And I'm culture critic Kristen Meinzer. In each episode of the show, we dive into three of the stories that caught our attention in the past week, from dangerously stupid weight loss stories to racist headlines about Meghan Markle. And as the obligatory note, we are never going to name the paper to which we're referring, but if you don't know by this point, I, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> right? They have they have to know. They totally know. But we're going to keep saying that we're not saying it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Maura, shall we start off with our first story of the week? Yes, we can. This is a perhaps uncharacteristically a serious story, but I think it's important that we talk about it. The headline is... Seattle Public Schools will offer gender-affirming care, now gender-affirming care is in quotation marks, to students as young as 11 years old at no cost, as critics say it's, quote, a whole new level of awful for schools to be involved. Now, this is 
a fear-mongering story about the gender crisis, obviously. It claims that public schools in Seattle, which, of course, as we all know, is a known socialist hellscape, (laughs) that these public schools rampantly are using taxpayer dollars to fund gender-affirming therapies for public school students. All they want to do is operate on children's genitals, Maura. Absolutely. They're fixated. Yes. They are fixated. The public schools. Now, this report is based pretty much exclusively, if not entirely exclusively, on information from an organization called Parents Defending Education, uh, which you may have heard of. They whistleblow lots of dangerous stuff like sex education in schools, implicit bias training in teachers, and the audacity that some people have to read books. (gasps) Right. Bad stuff. They're protecting the children. I don't want to spend a ton of time (laughs) regurgitating talking points from this article, Because it's vile, and I don't want to. But suffice it to say, you're meant to take away the notion that public schools are facilitating things like hormone replacement therapy and gender confirmation surgery at school. And that is super not what's happening. So I did some fact-checking, because clearly no one at this publication did. (laughs) First and foremost, there are two schools mentioned in this article. There are 106 schools in the Seattle public school system. So keep that in mind. When we say Seattle public schools, what we mean is two schools. And of those schools, one of them, the Nova School, is not a normal public high school at all. They are very upfront in their materials that it's an alternative school that prioritizes mental health and social justice and safe spaces. There are no grades at the Nova School. It is it is not a, a normal public high school, right? So it should not be a surprise that this kind of place is supporting gender diversity. Also, these in-school clinics are operated by an actual local community health center They offer gender-affirming care, but gender-affirming care, for those not in the know, can mean anything, including things like talk therapy, referrals to other providers, referrals to resources. They are not doing or facilitating surgeries on children's genitals in public schools or any school. That's not what's happening. No. And actually, these in-school clinics look fantastic, right? They look like great places to get access to things like a totally normal physical or to get mental health support, whether you have insurance or not. A lot of these materials emphasize that even if you don't have insurance, they will help you get the resources you need. And by the way, for our listeners who don't live in the States, that is absolutely huge. Right? We have a huge percentage of Americans who are actually in medical debt or living in poverty because of how expensive medical care is in this country. And this is incredibly subversive, too, because children often have to collaborate with their parents if they're going to get something like mental health Mm -hmm. treatment. And oftentimes, they may have the kind of relationship with their parents where that is not going to go over well, and it could, in fact, put the kid in danger. So having those resources in school is a really amazing thing. So all told, this article is a complete nothing burger that accidentally promotes this super cool service that these two schools in Seattle are providing. And when the article cites parents who are already expressing their distaste, uh, which is a direct poll from the article, they're referring to one person who they have quoted who is with Parents Defending Education. It's a person who, as far as I can tell, neither lives in Seattle nor sends any children to their public schools. So... Kristen, again, a little bit of a tone shift from what we normally cover, but I would love to know how how you're feeling after this. What what's what's on your mind? Well, first of all, I don't think this is a total tone shift for our show. We point out stupid and this is chuck 
full of stupid. It is super stupid. This is failure left, failure right, failure coming up from behind down the road 10 miles away. (laughs) So I don't think this is actually far off from what we normally cover on the show. Mm -hmm. Second of all, not to be a copycat or anything, but like you, Maura, I also did some research on this article. That's right. Journalism. I, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, dear computer, you're in my cookies now. But yes, I went to the Parents Defending Education website. I went to their Instagram. I went to all of these places to find out more about them. And here's what I found out. They are a tiny organization. They have fewer Instagram followers than I do. They have 3,300 followers. I have about four times that many. But they're funded by Big Koch brother conservative dollars in the nonprofit world. They're what we would call AstroTurf, aka mm-hmm. activism manufactured by powerful interests to look like a grassroots organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main things that they organize around are making sure that racism and LGBTQ people are not acknowledged in schools. To this end, they support, as you already said, Mora, book bans. They work on behalf of getting their opinions out there in publications like this rag. And they also have what's called an indoctrination map. I love the indoctrination map. Let's talk about that. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. (laughs) So it's this big brother style. You can call out something in your community, a school, an educational service or whatnot Mm -hmm. for destroying the children. And I have to just say proudly, Maura, both your town and my town – are on this map. We indoctrinate children. (laughs) I know. I personally, in fact. And so I checked what makes Clark County Schools, I live in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. uh, what makes Clark County Schools part of the indoctrination map. Uh, And primarily, it seemed to be that they were training teachers to think twice about racial biases. God forbid they think about racial bias. (laughs) This imaginary thing that doesn't exist at all and has never existed in our country. There's no evidence. No. There is no (laughs) evidence for that. That is a joke. I am joking. Yes. Listeners, I am joking. (laughs) Anywho, as I see it, parents defending education is really just a hate group. I am not going to mince words about it. They are a hate group, Mm -hmm. and their efforts should not be presented by this publication or any other publication as reasonable or as indicative of what typical American parents want in their schools. The fact that anyone would take them seriously, even this piece of trash publication we talk about every week, is terrifying, it's pathetic, and frankly, it's dangerous. It is extraordinarily dangerous. And I do have to say, too, that the targeting of Seattle is interesting in particular, because Seattle is deceptively diverse. It is Mm -hmm. actually one of the most majority minority cities in the country, Mm -hmm. right? And it should not be a surprise to anybody that Seattle has progressive policies. That's kind of Seattle's shtick and has been for a long time. Providing care in schools is not the same as any of the actually progressive policies that are happening in Seattle right now, right? Like, even I went to public schools where there was a school nurse who would like check you for scoliosis, right? Yes, me too. Having an actual provider in the school who is better equipped to do stuff like that, better equipped to refer you to resources if you need them, is a really, really good thing. And it empowers kids to make choices about their own bodies, right? Yes. Which you would think the party of small governance would be a big fan of, right? Because it's empowering autonomy and critical thinking. But yes. again, far be it from me to 
to put words in their mouth. Yeah. It's just so absurd. And I can't emphasize enough, dangerous, literally dangerous, because people will read these articles, not do any research, and then come away with the conclusion that massive urban public school systems are operating on the children's genitals. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take any real critical thought beyond one Google to figure out that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. But the implication is incendiary, and it is meant to be. Wow. I think that might be the biggest fail we've ever talked about on the show, Maura. I suspect it will not be the biggest of all time. Sadly, with this publication, there's always going to be another, right? Always. Never ends. (laughs) We are in hell. (laughs) All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we're back, we will have our second fail of the week. Stay with us. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. We are back with our second story of the week. Kristen, lay it on us. All right. The headline is, His Royal Hotness. Hotness is all caps. Yeah. Yes. Fans are left swooning as Prince William shows off his polo skills and charity match as they declare he has, quote, king energy. Now, before I start summarizing this story for you, (laughs) I want to make clear that I personally, I can't speak for you, Maura, but I personally... I'm not here to ridicule Prince William's looks, but rather to ridicule Mm -hmm. this publication and their commitment to making Fetch happen. And by Fetch, I mean Prince William is the hottest man alive, a story that they keep trying to come back to again and again and again. It's been decades of this line of of attack. Yes. But why is he the hottest man alive right now? Well, the story tells us that Prince William, 41, was beaming with joy as he threw himself into the Outsourcing Inc. Royal Charity Polo Cup 2023 at the Guards Polo Club in Windsor just rolls off the tongue. Um, Kate was there cheering, but according to the piece, she wasn't the only one. Mm -hmm. Quote, a number of royal fans confessed that they were left feeling hot under the collar by snaps from the event. The piece then goes on to quote a few of these so-called fans never bothering to tell us who these fans are 
or where these quotes came from. Was it Twitter? Was it Instagram? Was it staff members at this very publication? Who knows? They're not going to tell us. (laughs) One wrote, the future of the monarchy looks hot. I mean, bright. Oh, my God. Another commented, the future king is fit, all caps. Wow, that body really is something else. (laughs) The piece also includes screen grabs of these comments, including this word salad from one supposed fan. No wonder Prince Harold is so jealous of him, sexy, confident, powerful, built like a king. His name bring world leader monarch celebrities together. He is the future Mm -hmm. king, his royal highness, the Prince of Wales, Prince William. Uh, Some of that is true. (laughs) Some. In addition to the screen grabs, the article also includes several photos of William on his horse and two photos of Kate. One cheering for William, the other looking at him adoringly as he looks away with the story saying, quote, after the match, William sweetly embraced Kate, who looked delighted as she held her husband. No photo of that, by the way. No. Now, just a few things I want to add here. Please. First of all, (laughs) this story comes just days after this very same publication in a totally out-of-character move published not one, but two not-quite-positive pieces about Kate. One story was entitled, Inside Kate Middleton and Roger Federer's Very Playful Friendship, From Breaking Royal Protocol with Three Kisses to Putting Him Through His Paces on the Court. That piece included several photos of the princess and tennis player looking, frankly, very sexy with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, lots of... Mm. There's chemistry. There oh, is yeah. chemistry. Indeed. The other story that was published just a few days ago was entitled Moi Moi, William's all caps, very awkward pecks on the cheek for Kate at Polo suggest Prince isn't so keen on the princess's frequent PDAs, says body language experts. That piece included lots of awkward photos of Kate and William kissing in the same way you'd probably kiss your elderly aunt. So my read is that this new story about his royal hotness is a bit of damage control on this publication's end after publishing those prior two stories that maybe the palace said, we don't like those stories so much. Sure. On top of that, I think it's probably this year's entry in their ongoing campaign, which I mentioned at the top of this, Mm -hmm. to frame William as the hottest man alive. It's something they and the other tabloids seem set on doing. They have for ages. Most recently in 2021, they crowned him the world's sexiest bald man. In that case, the story totally backfired with publications and Twitter users around the world making lists of guys they considered significantly hotter than William. I love the caveat of world's sexiest bald man because it does really rule out a very particular feature. Also, he's not even 100% bald yet. He's pretty close, but not 100% true. He's balding. Yeah. So yes, I, I agree with you that we are not here to attack the prince's appearance. He looks great for 41. He's very fit. He does seem very good at horses. Mm-hmm. I do take issue with this campaign to make William the hottest man alive ever in the history of men. <laughs> and so I wonder, like, from your perspective as a royal watcher, how much of this particular line is from the firm? Well, I do think there's very much a concerted effort on the firm's part to make sure that William is perceived as 
the strongest, the smartest, the most athletic, the best looking, because he is the future king. And part of this is to focus on his looks. Part of it is even buying social media followers to make sure that he and Kate have more fans than anyone else in the family. There was even a deep dive analysis done on this by the New York Times back in 2020 that found that every time William and Kate were lagging too far behind Harry and Meghan, who were hugely popular, that suddenly overnight, William and Kate had more followers than them. And it would always be like that. Like, hold on, how did they get a million followers in the last 15 minutes? That wasn't how many followers they had 15 minutes ago. Magic. 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 I I don't find it hard to imagine at all that someone from the firm subtly let them know that these pictures of William on a horse were coming and to act appropriately about it. Especially after Roger Federer was looking so sexy with Kate. Yes. Well, yeah, the timing here cannot be undersold as a component, I think. Yeah. And so again, this publication has a fascinating uh, ability to pivot on a dime to whatever the dialogue requires, right? Either Kate's kind of a promiscuous slag and they don't really love each other or they love each other and they're the hottest people alive and they are so happy and how dare you suggest otherwise. <laughs> like, within the span of hours, you can get all that and more yes. from this publication. Yes, you can. If there's anything we can say about this publication, they always keep us on our toes. Versatility. Yes. <laughs> okay. And on that note, we're going to take one more quick break. But before we do, we would be so grateful if you took a moment, wherever you are listening right now, swipe away from the episode or whatever you're checking on social media, come back to your podcast app and give us five stars wherever you're listening. Your ratings and your reviews help other people find the show. And don't you want to drag more people into this with you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You want to bring them into this hellhole with us. Yes. So one review we just loved this week came from Terry Grace in Apple Podcasts. Terry Grace wrote, I love listening to Maura and Kristen. Interesting, intelligent, and fun breakdowns of the worst articles in the world's worst paper. Thanks so much for reading the crap that they publish so I don't have to. You are very welcome, Terry Grace. (laughs) Every week is a trial. (laughs) When we're back, we'll have our third fail of the week. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hey, everyone. We're back. And Maura, it's time for our third and final fail of the week. Hit us up. 
I am so thrilled to share this one because the moment that this story <laughs> broke, I had been dying to share it. The headline is Megan McCain, colon, again, implying that these thoughts are from Megan McCain and not from anyone associated with this outlet. Except for the outlet that chose to publish this. Well, sure. <laughs> that's, again, too many layers for this publication. In any case, Megan McCain, colon, Jonah Hill's ex slams him as a misogynist narcissist. But before he's canceled, is it really so wrong for a man to ask his girlfriend to respect his boundaries? We women do the same all the time. So couple couple factors here that you need to be aware of. As the article explains, pro surfer Sarah Brady, who broke up with Jonah Hill in 2022, posted dozens of his alleged year-old text messages on her Instagram stories. In one message from a number labeled Jonah, he apparently laid out his boundaries for their relationship, which included Sarah doing none of the following. This is all verbatim. The list includes surfing with men. Sarah is a pro surfer. Boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men. To model. Sarah is also a model. To post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. Sarah, I cannot emphasize this enough, is a surfer who models. <laughs> to post sexual pictures. And then my favorite, quote, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. All of this is goals, if I'm being honest. <laughs> But the texts have, understandably, come across badly for Jonah Hill. They have even led to actress Alexa Nicholas coming forward with her own story about Jonah Hill's behavior. And many women have shared similar stories about men using therapy speak to make it seem like their partner is the bad guy and they are the victim, which we can talk about because it is a wormhole. Mm -hmm. But Megan McCain says, we are all jumping to conclusions. In Megan's words, the era of the blanket believe women mantra is over, or at least I hope it is, which is a brave statement coming from a woman. She then asserts that there's nothing wrong with a man wanting a traditional wife, and then she turns the tables, asking if these roles were reversed and Brady was asking Hill to avoid hanging out with other women or with men she didn't like, would she be considered an abuser? Big questions, big questions. McCain then wraps things up by questioning Sarah's motives in sharing the screenshots and saying that she feels sorry for Hill and reminding us that Jonah Hill welcomed his first baby in June, which obviously negates all of this and puts him in armor so that he cannot possibly be criticized at any point. So that's the gist. Kristen, where, <laughs> where are we headed? If we were a YouTube show, the whole show would just be me staring off... <laughs> into space like that one meme of that woman doing the math problems like the physics so i will tell listeners i can see your face yeah i can see your face and it was very that meme like there was a slackness like you had left your body and you were just trying to figure it out so what megan mccain is trying to say here is mm -hmm. that jonah hill telling his by the way much younger girlfriend at this point mm -hmm. jonah hill is almost 40 and Brady is in her mid-20s. Um, he is telling his much younger girlfriend rules of what she can or cannot do. Those are not boundaries. The fact that he calls those boundaries, by the way, that's not what a boundary is. Mm -hmm. His boundaries. No, a boundary is like, I like it when we do this, but I don't feel comfortable when we do this. Mm -hmm. It is not pointing the finger and saying your behavior or that photo that you posted 
is violating my boundaries because mm-hmm. boundaries are not rules for other people's behavior. So I just want to get that out of the way. Yes. That is part of this therapy speak that you alluded to, Mora, and the misuse of therapy speak. He uses the word boundaries a lot in this, uh, boundaryless mm-hmm. friendships. I don't even know what that means. He uses the word inappropriate and unstable, other therapy words, and I don't know what those mean in this case. He uses the word respect, but doesn't seem to have it for Sarah Brady. So a a lot of this is very confusing and not worthy of being defended by Meghan McCain, especially when Alexa Nicholas has also come forward with a story about Jonah Hill. At the time in her story, by the way, she was only 16 years old and Jonah Hill was in his mid-20s and he threw up against a wall and in... Alexa's words stuck his tongue down her throat. So you don't need to defend this guy. You don't need to. Right, right. I think that's an important point because do I personally co-sign the strategy of airing out dirty laundry in public after a year of not having been in a relationship? Not necessarily. No. Mm -hmm. Is it worth defending Jonah Hill about this? No. (laughs) It's just not. It's just not. Right? Like, it, you you can take issue with the premise of this situation that we find ourselves in as observers of this past relationship, but it does not require that Megan McCain throw down her sword and be like, don't worry, guys, I've got it. I got it. I'm going to defend Jonah Hill and his baby. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares that much. And to say that you hope that we are past a point where women are believed when they say things is not just disrespectful to these women. It's disrespectful to all women. It's disrespectful to yourself and your daughters. Mm -hmm. And to what end, right? Because she believes women enough to think that Jonah Hill has to be defended. Yeah. Tell me that you drink the internalized misogyny Kool-Aid without telling me you drink the internalized Mm -hmm. misogyny Kool-Aid, Megan McCain. Mm -hmm. Because you do. You are Mm -hmm. swimming in it. And no, there's nothing, there is nothing wrong with a man wanting a traditional wife if he finds a traditional wife who is totally on board with giving him that, right? Yes, but you don't get to impose your idea of a traditional wife or girlfriend on the woman you are in a relationship with. (laughs) If you are at the point where you have to do that, you shouldn't be in a relationship. And why did you seek out a professional surfer slash model to date? A surfer who models and is in her (laughs) mid-20s. If your boundaries, in quotes for her, are to not surf or be in a swimsuit or to model. Sure. Sure. It's a great question. Um, And Megan McCain asks an interesting rhetorical, I assume rhetorical, because she doesn't really want an answer, but I'm going to give her one question about (laughs) if Brady was asking Hill to avoid hanging out with other women or men she didn't like, would she be considered an abuser? Yes. Yes, you would. (laughs) Yes, that is abusive behavior. Yeah, that's actually one of the signs of abuse. Are you trying to isolate people from their friends or family members is on the top 10 list of you're in an abusive relationship. Yep. Yep, full stop. Men can also be abused by women. Yes. And that would be, hypothetically, an example. Yes. Because you don't actually get to exert control over every facet of your partner's lives. I personally (laughs) am super single and don't have that opportunity. But I assume in your marriage, Kristen, you are not actually telling your husband that he can't hang out with anybody outside of you. Oh, my God. I love it when he hangs out with people I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, yes, have a rich, full life. Do other things. Like, go. I don't want to be your everything, and I don't want you to be my everything. I want us to have other things, too. Come on. Yes. And we don't have to love or even know everybody else's people in our lives. No. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. Go and play D&D with these people I've never met before every Sunday night. 
enjoy. <laughs> don't include me in this. I, I definitely don't want to be included. <laughs> I don't Please don't included. include me. Please don't. <laughs> so it, in sum, are we surprised that Meghan McCain is drinking the internalized misogyny Kool-Aid? No. In fact, I think we've discussed on this show before <laughs> her <laughs> aptitude for doing just that. Yes. But this situation in particular is a bold one. Yeah. I respect the chutzpah, if nothing else. I don't respect any of it. No. No respect for me. To be so wrong and silly and ill-informed and to just talk anyway. I wish I had that kind of bravery. Imagine imagine what we could do with that kind of skill set. We could actually have our own publication. The Daily Grail. Yes! I'm into it. <laughs> so, Maura, with that trash fire out of the way mm-hmm. i think that means it's time to wrap up this week's episode of the daily fail i think we should wrap it up if you want more of us dear listener you can always find us on twitter i'm at maura f curry and Kristen is at Kristen meinzer we are also on other outlets so if you find us come say hi until next week i'm Kristen meinzer and i'm maura curry thank you so much for listening everyone bye Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night building a plan for tomorrow today for the ones you'll always look out for trust amica life insurance amica empathy is our best policy